We're dropping coffee and we're dropping knowledge at the same time. Welcome back to another coffee drop on Transform Your Teaching. This time we are answering a listener email from here on our campus. If you have any emails or questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to email us at ctlpodcast at cedarville.edu. And who knows, it may show up in an yeah. episode. Why don't you give us the gist of this email? I, I guess we probably should not expose the author or... But... So, all right, let me give you the synopsis. Right. So this instructor said that his or her... Nice. There we go. Now it's anonymous. You don't know where I've known me. They... They... Their students are using the free version of ChatGPT to help them study for the material. So they're throwing lectures and material into ChatGPT and asking 3.5 to generate questions. Uh, I believe that this is something that they're encouraging, um, just with a caveat that the information, because it's 3.5, is probably not that accurate. However, the question is, if they use something like 4.0, which we know is more reliable for things like that and doesn't give you false flags as much as 3.5 does, about uploading PDFs and PowerPoints and generating questions. And that brings up the question of intellectual property as far as, you know, there's policies on, in place mm. on campus that says, hey, these lectures are protected. They can't be shared with anyone outside the program. Right. Is this a violation of the policy? Where is this information going when you upload something to ChatGPT? That's a question that we've both had forever as to once you upload a PDF or you mentioned another one that you put your Word doc of your CV up there. Where does that information sit? What Where does it live? Where does it live? Yeah. Well, it lives in the cloud. Um, and I'm pretty sure OpenAI is using Amazon as the back end to all of their services. Okay. I may be wrong. And if there's somebody that knows, please, please correct me. I'm saying that off the top of my head because that's, I'm pretty sure that's something I, I heard. I do need to investigate that to be sure, though. In terms of where it's at, a known physical server, good luck with that. Is it technically in one concise copy on a server somewhere? Actually, probably not. Uh, but again, I will defer to anyone who's listening and has more skills in this area than I do uh, to to define that. The question is, is it retrievable in the same way? And then I think to more of a legal perspective, uh, when you start interpreting intellectual property or in this case, fair use, yep. right? What happens to the data? Where does the data reside? Is it there long term? When does it, you know, cease to be? I don't know if OpenAI keeps all that information. They could easily go back and find everything that you uploaded. Probably can, but let's just default and say, say that they can. Is it wrong for you to take your information that you're allowed to have and use and uh, utilize in a third party like that? No, I don't think so. And here's why. Um, while it is technically on their servers, 
no one else can have access to it but you. Uh, I think that's one of the privacy pieces that they do have in place is that they're not going to provide your information in the same way. Now, they'll use it to train the, the learning model or the language model, but they're not going to use the data um, as a place where they're going to get all their information. And again, if somebody has a better idea, they can correct me. I think the other piece on the legal side is, is what you're doing preventing the sale of any good or service, right? That tends to be, at least in my experience, not a legal professional, but I'm just saying from my experience in higher ed, that tends to be kind of like one of the high watermarks for whether or not litigation is going to be successful against anyone who's violated intellectual property. If someone can make a case that it has prevented the sale of that good or prevented that service, then yeah. that I think it's going to be hard, though. I think it's going to be hard for somebody to prove that that's happened. Well, that just comes down to fair use, right? That's the, the fact that fair use... <clears throat> this is point number one that I would say. The fact that fair use is a sliding scale, it's hard to make a determination about what is intellectual property and what is a violation of that intellectual property. Until fair use is a cut and dry, you can and you can't, then we're going to have this debate regardless of what technology it is, mm. no matter what. Point number two, I think intellectual property is an easy way to boost a self's ego. Because Oh, you're going from a philosophical perspective. All well, right. I know. I'm pulling a Rob card yeah. at this point. How much of the information is their intellectual property? Your question is more to, or your, your insight, I think, is more towards uh, originality. The ownership of knowledge. Originality, originality and creativity. What I'm saying is... This is great. If we're talking about <laughs> someone lecturing yeah. over content that they themselves didn't discover mm -hmm. or create then they ha they have no ownership of it not really no they can own the delivery of that content right but they can't to say well you can't put my lecture online because because of intellectual property i think is a little because technically it's borderline it's borderline to me yeah. because you could find that information presented by someone else anywhere yeah. else you wanted to Sure. And I and I don't disagree with you. I, I think it, it does open up the door to ask those questions. And I think those are good questions. I was having that conversation with with another faculty member and we were it wasn't a it wasn't a heated debate or anything like that. It was just a genuine inquiry as to what is original and what's worthy of remunerating someone for. Um because there are some people who just take, you know, they just take things that they were given, put it in a, put it in a book, and boom, yeah, you know, boom. They they get they're they've got intellectual property. And if anybody else does something similar, then it's it's a violation of that. And I'm just like, well, I don't know if that's legitimate, really. Um, but it's interesting. It happens in the music industry too, and it they are probably of all of the industries. And again, somebody else can correct me if they feel like I'm wrong here, but. Of all the industries, I think the music industry seems to be the most hawkish when it comes to listening for 
and looking for ways to, um, you know, leverage intellectual property down to phrases and musical uh, passages, just short musical passages. Vanilla Ice and Queen, the controversy between Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure. Yeah. There's a there's a very famous vanilla vanilla ice interview where he goes, no, theirs goes dun 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 da da dun dun. Mine goes dun 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 da da dun dun. <laughs> He's like, no, no, mine's different. See, and that's, that's so. Hilarious. I mean, that's a great that's a good example right there. But nobody's. I don't think any of. Uh... Uh, Gustav Holtz's um, family, or if he's got any left, has ever sued John Williams for the Star Wars theme. You know, like if you go and you listen to the the planets and you listen to Mars, Bring Your War uh, yeah. from Gustav Holtz, and then you go listen to, you know, Star Wars, you'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Williams, was he that original? Ah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's where I take it. It's originality issue for me. If you write a book and you're presenting your lectures from the book that you've written and it's based off of a study or two that you have developed on your own and found on your own, you have every right to that stuff. And no, your students should not be taking that information and spreading it because it's yours and you developed it, you created it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of material that is presented in education is common knowledge and we can't claim ownership or intellectual property of that. Well, I think Galileo's descendants are still getting, are getting, getting royalties on the earth is round. <laughs> 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 oh, I got to pay somebody. I just said the earth is round. Cha-ching! <laughs> Somewhere someone's getting a little cent in their bank account. A hundred, a thousandth of a cent. A thousandth of a cent because of it. Yeah. Wow. Galileo and Gustav Holtz in one episode. That's impressive. That should be the title. It will be. 